This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. This is Houston Huddleston from New Starship, and I'm restoring the Enterprise D bridge, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. Earl Grey, hot. for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my co-host, Philip Gilfus, my new commander over the Borg situation. Now, Philip, when are these new weapons going to be operational? Darren, you've been playing it too safe as host. People like you, people like you, I just run over and pass you by. Your time has passed, Darren. The way we're going to have these weapons, we're going to start running this podcast like it's supposed to be. You're stuck. Oh man, Daniel, what? Yeah, what? What am I doing here? Still, I mean, I just I worked hard to to get the Earl Grey podcast, you know, where it is today, and you know, I'm just oh, I'll be well, beating down. Bye. I'm, <laughs> but I'm also uh, joined by Daniel Pru, who is uh, sitting at Tactical, Mister Pru. Fire! Uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! A minute. We're, you, you just want to? You're going to kill Philip just like that? Just no, fire! I mean, but just Philip fire! Was down there, he just, he just told you. He was, I'm giving no <laughs> clarification to this he was order. Transporting down fire! Are you, oh, okay, all right. Well, today on Earl Grey, we're going to do another. I guess you could call it thought experiment, writing experiment. You know, we like thinking outside of the uh, box or the cube, as it were, here on Earl Grey. And today, we're going to be discussing. An alternate Best of Both Worlds Part 2. Now, the three of us rewatched Best of Both Worlds Part 1 again today in preparation, but we are going to make a slight change to the beginning of the second installment. Yes, Riker is there, standing on the bridge, squinting across the stars at Picard. Yes, Shelby's already sitting in her seat, you know, and, and repunching in her, you know, custom chair variables. But at that moment where Riker orders Worf to fire their made-up weapon from the uh, <laughs> from the deflector dish, uh, it actually works. It literally destroys the Borg cube, blowing it apart in a giant fireball, killing Captain Picard and every Borg on it. 
And that's where we're going to pick up uh, with this episode of Rogue Ray. Not, not writing it as a story, but what would that mean? What would that mean to the beginning of season four? Uh, I mean, I, I think one or two things might have changed. So, uh, name, namely, uh, you know, some episodes might have to be rewritten. Uh, but we wanted to talk about the impact of that and the impact on the characters, the impact on Star Trek in general. Uh, you know, what if in a twist of fate, you know, Patrick Stewart had backed out or something had happened and they used this to kill off his character? Uh, but yeah, so I first wanted to kind of start with just what is this impact having on the crew, uh, on, you know, the main people. I mean, obviously let's start with, uh, commander, I mean, sorry, captain Riker, uh, as you know, we can kind of pick up the threads from best of both worlds part two, where he is basically now acting captain. Uh, he was wise to hold out from the Melbourne because uh, he got the, uh, got the enterprise, you know, as, as apparently he always wanted, but, uh, where, where do you guys see, you know, C- Captain Riker now, uh, m- moments from the destruction of Picard? I, I like to think that uh, he has this like tingling sixth sense that like every ship he's ever been offered, like, what was it? The Ares and the Icarus fact, like everything bad has happened to all those ships. And he was always like, see guys told you. I'm just thinking how awkward it would have been if, like, he had, like, right before the encounter, he had sent a message and was like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the Melbourne. And then, like, all of this stuff happens, and he was this close to getting the Enterprise, and then, uh, no, no. Or, 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 or if he took the assignment after Picard, like, you know, threw the desk over him, he's like, fine, sir, only because, <laughs> you know, Jean-Luc, because you said so, I will go to the Melbourne. <laughs> Riker, this ship would be better off without you. <laughs> no, he's kind of harsh. Well, this ship will go along fine without yeah. you. Well, speak of yourself, sir. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But uh, I, I well, well, you said bad things happen to his ships, though. But the Melbourne in this situation is not destroyed. Oh, <gasps> Jennifer Sisko's alive too. I know you know because there's no Wolf Three Five Nine. There's no Deep Space Nine because there's no Deep Space Nine. Everything changes. <laughs> Oh wait, oh, wait, we're starting just with Riker. <laughs> we'll, we'll expand out from there. We know what other characters uh, were there in the show. It, 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 you know, so um, and man, the prophets messed up big time if they didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Wait, are, but, are you uh, blaming? But you were saying are you you're blaming saying, the Borg attack, Daniel, on the prophets? Is that well, I, I didn't say I didn't say it was their fault necessarily, <laughs> but uh, you know, probably. Are you saying when that woman went to Earth and to New Orleans? And met yep. that man that she was creating the death of thousands of people. She. This is not the topic I wanted <laughs> to be discussing in this episode. Well, uh, okay. So I actually, I mean, and I, I don't have to do it, but I actually wrote what the episode would be like, but I don't have to read it because your question. Okay, yeah, go okay, for this, it. No, no, I like. Oh, this is I my like thing. That. Okay. So the fan edit would be fire. Sorry, you know. So you open up, you know, previously on da da da, and then it goes fire. Then the fan edit goes to the cut. You know, later in in the in the real episode of the Borg ship exploding, and then it's credits, and then it's done. No, I'm kidding. That's not actually it. That's not it. That's not it. What I wrote was okay. Wesley's like that actually worked. <laughs> episode two done. Um. Anyway, no, no, no. So they destroy the Borg, and it's apparent victory, right? And so, but then they kill Picard, and so then there's like a ceremony for Picard memorial ceremony, right? Because everyone thinks he's dead. But then, 
Never saw the sun. Exactly. Oh, come on now. When I first come met on. John Luke, he was sorry, whistling sorry, sorry. something. What was it? <laughs> it was for a shock. Um, but anyway, but then it turns into a first contact situation where some of the Borg have beamed over to engineering and they take over the ship. And um, and so then it's this. Oh, I see. So not first contact is in the act, but is movie. in the story yeah. from yeah. the movie. And so got it. Okay. But then it's, it's re- revealed that Locutus is actually down there and in charge. And so he, they take over the Enterprise, and the Enterprise, almost like the ultimate computer, the Enterprise starts attacking Federation outposts because they've taken over the ship and they've lost control. And so um, what eventually happens is Riker separates the saucer to get everyone off, and so. Um, the Borg just have the battle section, and so then you still have Wolf Three Five Nine, because they're trying to stop the Borg on the ship, and except they're now using Borg technology to you know soup up the Enterprise D. So you still have this Wolf- isn't. Hey, I was gonna say, Philip, I was gonna say the battle section is gonna need a serious th- souping up. This is not to, Voyager. To, to be Wolf Three Five. Do that instantly, Philip. Come on now. <laughs> so you still have something Wolf Three Five Nine ish, but then we find out that Data, Shelby, Crusher, and LaForge have been stuck in the battle section and retake the bridge or retake the battle section. They managed to like kill Ocutus, but like right when they're going to go after him, one of the Borg like removes something from him and Locutus like disappears, like he disintegrated. And so we think he's dead. And that's, you know, then you have, that's how that ends. And the end is with uh, Riker getting promoted <clears throat> permanently to captain and Shelby leaves to take care of the fleet. So that, that was my whole coda. Of course you find out later Locutus really didn't die. And so, like, like, we see... I don't know where I got this idea from. You see Locutus show up later and, you know, still be a bad guy. So, But, like, Patrick Stewart could go make movies for a year. See? Like, so you, we don't actually see him for season four, but then, like, season five, maybe he comes back as Locutus. That's my idea. So, not to... Oh, oh my goodness! So many thoughts going into my head right now. Uh, so we're gonna get a first contact movie um, with Locutus seducing not Data but uh, Doctor Crusher. There you go. There you go. No, I don't like that. I'm just picturing the Enterprise D going through that temporal rift and uh, Zephyrin Cochran spying it with the uh, telescope, being like. Really? I think it should look a little more streamlined. You know, I ship looks kind of fat. Fit on this telescope. Do you have a bigger lens? It's really so big. I can't. But anyway, so the, anyway, that's. But but okay, you asked not the, the hog of the time, but you asked about people. So, but no, but e- either way, you know, through either whether it's a Wolf Three Five Nine events happen, you know, for all intents and purposes, at the end of this episode, uh, you know, Picard is considered dead, and and what is that shakeup? result in the uh, lives of the enterprise crew okay so i i know we're rewriting part two and i this scene is in part two because they're still in the middle of the crisis right but i would imagine the scene where Riker gets promoted gets field commission to acting captain and he has the conversation where he's like hey wharf i'm screwing you over hey data i'm screwing you over <laughs> like, i imagine that conversation still happens so he there can only be one commander <laughs> and i don't even want to let it be you <laughs> So he he gives um, Shelby, uh, you know, he gives Shelby uh, the first officer position, and everybody else just kind of is where they are. That's what I plot starts plotting his death <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's kind of where I would think things would, you know, because it it does kind of happen that way in in the episode, and I would think that they would kind of that might be some interesting shakeup, right? I mean, we would have kind of like a 
they, they, you know, uh, Riker and more females in power. Yeah, and, and, crew, yeah, and we would have know, Riker and Shelby be like the proto Janeway ch- chuckles kind of situation. Wait, 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 wait. How proto Janeway chuckles? We wouldn't. I mean, you know, I look, don't know. I already have a, the Triker thing. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need Shiker. Okay, imagine I'm this. not doing imagine Shiker. This, right, Riker sitting in the center chair, and he has blanked by his women. Yeah, oh gosh, <laughs> he's got a girlfriend on his left and a girlfriend on his right. How would he- so? It's like that Q episode, basically, where Q snaps his fingers and there's just two women <laughs> on his shoulders. He's like, I don't need your fantasy women, and then he sits in the captain's chair. I have my counselor and my commander right next to me. Oh, and then Riker's Lordy. like, this, this is what I was waiting for. Now, this, now, we're, now we're turning it into big love, okay? This just isn't. <laughs> oh, the 21st well, century. Well, I, I was so looking different. again at, um, you know, when we were watching, when, when I was rewatching Best of Both Worlds Part 1, and, you know, obviously Jonathan Frakes is trying to put a lot into that scene, and especially, you know, in that moment where he orders, you know, them to fire the weapon because... And as far as he knows in his mind, like that could actually kill Picard. Like he's having to give that order. And, you know, especially, you know, as we see later, the turmoil he has when he talks to Guinan, uh, you know, we know he's pretty shooken up over it. But yeah, I think, you know, through, the, through this purpose, either, you know, whether or not he promotes Data or the Forge or anyone on the ship because no one's apparently worthy of the uh, commander ship. I'm still saying it's like uh, the office. You just like you pan like who's going to get first officer like that's the whole episode next episode who's going to get first officer. Everyone goes through it and at the end you just see Wesley sitting at the thing going yes! Assistant to the captain. <laughs> <laughs> he's the captain's he's the captain's aide. Uh, but no but I mean it, you know Riker you know, in one way it's like, wow, I get to command the enterprise, but you know, it's, it's like basically by killing his superior officer like that, you know, he, he basically eventually just, you know, would start to, you know, not function really. Cause he's going to, he's going to break down, you know it. I mean, no, I'm seeing that Admiral uh, conversation, like, all right, Riker, we're promoting you to captain. I mean, you, uh, you killed the last captain. We usually don't reward that. That's usually not <laughs> a policy, but in this case, well, well, to be fair, he had spent some time on a Klingon ship. But no, <laughs> um, th- th- this is actually a really interesting, uh, c- you know, because a lot of people seem to, for- not seem to forget, but may forget that the first Best of Both Worlds is actually, like we discovered today, you know, and, and realized is a lot about Riker and and his, is he ready or not ready for the big chair? That's like... Con- that's the B-plot. That's, that's like the theme of the episode, ultimately, and... The the second part of the of that of Bust of Both Worlds kind of goes into a different direction, obviously because as we all know the backstory that they weren't the guy wasn't really ready to deal with the second. Killer. part. I don't need to write <laughs> this second part. Um, but it actually would have been kind of more. Uh, it would have been interesting dramatically in a different way because you could have followed that up. You could have said, "Okay, Riker made the tough decision." How does he handle the tough decision? Like, how does he deal with the consequences of his actions? It's, it's made a huge impact on his life and the life of those around him. And he now has to deal with the fact that he killed, you know, one of his best friends and the guy that was his mentor. And uh, so it, it would have certainly changed things, but it would have been actually, I think, a really, really interesting way to go. This was, this was the blurb I wrote down for Captain Riker, which is it's fun to say, Captain Riker. Um, 
Well, again, I, I know I talk about a nemesis, but I still think that's cool. Captain Riker, Captain Riker. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's my favorite, but I, I just, just think that's so, it, you know, that's, we should have seen that earlier. But anyway, so Captain Riker. Um, I don't know why I wrote Changes Ready Room first, but I did. Anyway, so does Livingston stay? <laughs> Livingston's gone like that's, that. That's, it's, there's a lot of cast changes <laughs> in season four is all I'm going to say. Um, like it would have been, I know this is going to sound weird, but, but go with me. It would have been interesting to see him start getting some, like a gray streak in his hair. Like, like you just see, like he starts aging, you know, like crazy. But like, like you start to see, no, has uh, <laughs> an air distinction. For it's for distinction. Yeah. Um, and and I said half the season, so of the four season is is sort of Riker doing WWPD. What would Picard do? Um, and right. then that's how. But that like some there's an episode mid season where he has to do something that is just totally a Riker thing. And that's where he finally gets – and that's what you're talking about, Darren, with the guy in conversation. Like we see him kind of going like, what would Picard do? What would, you know, da, da, da. But we see the sort of like mid-season where he has to do something that he finally realizes, look, this is my ship now and I'm going to do things my way. And We are going to do a four-shift rotation. <laughs> <laughs> Regulations be damned. <clears throat> I'm piloting all the ships. But, anyway, but, but that, that, that was kind of like what I was thinking. Joysticks everywhere. <laughs> Get that installed, Data, right now. Nothing but hot ensigns everywhere. But, anyway. um, <laughs> but, but then I also, this is my last thing I wrote for Riker, Q relationship. Because if we have future Q episodes, there's no more Picard Q. So does now, is it Q Riker now? Is it Kriker? What, you know, so... <laughs> I think we've reached the limit of our splicing <laughs> names together. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. But no, that's true. I mean, well, another, you know, thing, you know, I also wanted to talk about was the very next episode after this is family. And which is, you know, you know, the, the unofficial third part of the unofficial <laughs> best both worlds trilogy. But, you know, what if instead in this episode, it's, it's Riker's going back to Earth, but then he meets up with his dad, and he's and he's trying to work through like I totally killed my boss. Like I feel really bad about this, you know. And five Ambujitsu tournaments later, you know they <laughs> they uh, they they hash it up. But you know, oh oh you know, oh, could oh. Be, uh, you know he goes to visit his dad, and you know who's now living oh, in gosh. with his dad. <laughs> It's oh come on, no. Kate Pulaski. Yes, hey, yes. hey, she was back at. She was totally there. Totally. He's like, he's like Canon. Do accepted. I call you mom? To, uh, to be fair, we could have used a little bit of closure for her character. I, I kind of, I kind of, would, and that's where we're getting yeah, it right now. I kind of wouldn't have hated that actually. But <laughs> but instead of like you know rolling around in a winery in France. Uh, the Rikers would be like fighting grizzlies in Alaska, right? Is that what's going on? Oh, be? yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> I can see one of the Rikers going, or one of the writers going, uh, okay, we're, we're setting this in Canada. Wait, what? No, no, <laughs> he's not from Canada. Oh, well, I had a, a cousin who was from Canada. Anyway, okay. It's actually, you know, I was thinking about this too, uh, Darren, when you, when you put this on the outline. Um, but I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? Riker wouldn't seek out his father because, you know, even w- right. once we saw them in the Icarus Factor, right? I think that's the episode. Yeah. Uh, even though they left better where they, than where they started, you, they weren't necessarily close. But then I was thinking, wait a minute. Troy pushes Picard in family to go see his family. So it would make sense that she would kind of do the same thing mm. for Riker in that situation. So it would, it would kind of be a similar situation in the fact that she would be like, hey, you need to... You just need to go and 
and figure things out and think about things for a while. And that it would be a very it would be a different episode, but I actually think it would work just as just as well. I think with Riker. And he and Shelby tags no, along, no, and we no get more. some more of her backstory. <laughs> or if only, if only Will Riker had some sort of some sort of brother figure, someone, someone almost okay. just like him, who would who we he didn't could learn talk about to. <laughs> I don't think he. We, yeah, we haven't met him yet. Uh, but well, and then also you could use family to explore the new Shelby character, who we would have no backstory to yet. You know, and. You know, that could be interesting. I mean, I, in as much as her character isn't really, you know, universally loved, mostly because of how it was written and, and how she was pitted against, you know, Riker. But but honestly, I, you know, you think about with, with Tasha Yar leaving, you know, that leaves Crusher, Troy, you know, Guinan and oh, uh, Shelby. Shit, I know. You know, and then, and then eventually Roe, like, you know, I'm having more main female characters you know that that wouldn't actually be bad for the show in my okay view. I, 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 I don't want to attack this because i like doing the family thing but i'll, I'll just want to throw out i would not keep shelby i really wouldn't um i would do an entire position musical chairs i would promote data i would and this is something i really want to do but can he can he get a blue shirt or not just to mess it all up um we're, and this is going to be a weird thing. It, it would not be my pick, but only because it's kind of canon that I would go in this direction. Worf goes to ops, which I think is weird, but they did that in the most toys. So I'm like, you know what, just for the sake of messing things up, sure. Worf goes to ops. So now you have security, you know. So I'm debating whether to bring in a new character or just leave it like person of the week be security until the next season and Roe becomes the security officer. Okay, well, uh, Earl Grey has now officially saucer separated, and Philip and I have totally <laughs> separate opinions on this here. Uh, keep Shelby. Shelby is awesome. I don't know why people don't like her. I think she's fantastic. I think, and I love that she's such a mirror. I think that's what they were trying to go for. I'm a mirror to you too. For you. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think there was enough time to explore her character. Uh, yeah, but she was a mirror to Riker, and it would have been. I think really awesome to explore that if she had, you know, she would have kind of, I think it would have been cool because maybe she would have lost her ambition, quote unquote, like Riker did once he became first officer of the Enterprise. She too could have kind of toned down a little bit once if they had, if he had given her, you know, the the first officer position. And it, and it kind of also allows the regular cast to remain where they are, which I know maybe not always a good thing, but... In the at the end of season three, when we just kind of finally established ourselves, uh, it wouldn't have bothered me for Data to to sit where he listen. Data doesn't have enough experience. Maybe he needs a few more years. <laughs> his oh, the I'm silicon <laughs> or the positronic ceiling, <laughs> well, Daniel. He, I never well, knew. he you know Data would have gone from a console like this big to one like a third its size. I mean, he would be he would lose so much productivity. You could have so much bored, season yeah. four episodes about Data struggling with or not struggling, but you know, getting used to command. Oh, it would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it would have been interesting if, you know, in this in this hypothetical where we're exploring Shelby's backstory and family is maybe give her partly like a like a tragic backstory or some sort of story where we start to empathize with her because, you know, why she's so driven, why she's, you know, trying to be the best. Uh but but it would have been interesting also like like you said Daniel to see her, you know, mature and and become 
you know, a more responsible commander because yeah, in, in the best of both worlds part one, she's definitely all about herself, but you know, once you're the commander, you are now responsible for the crew. Like you, you can't be all about yourself. Uh, and that would be interesting to see. (laughs) And then in season five, she gets the beard. And then we all know (laughs) that's when it really happens. No. Um, well, no, you brought up something. I think it was you, Darren, um, Troy. So I think you, you could do it. Like you said, I'm really going to repeat what you said, that, that that's now a new thing of where now she has to counsel will not only as friend, but as captain, and that that's that's you know a new relationship for them um, to further complicate it, I guess. So it's um, number one in Amzadi now. So that's a, <laughs> everyone else gets a nickname except for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And then like you see having Troy, like I see an episode or two with Troy having to counsel the crew about how everyone's handling Picard's death. And so I mean that we could definitely give Troy you know more things to do because show her actually being a counselor. Yeah, exactly. So. So does uh you know in a, in this situation guys do we think does Riker kind of out of maybe respect or uh, admiration for Picard does he start to call his first officer no. who reg- regardless of who it is does he call it number one I don't or see is that it. just a Picard thing No nah, yeah I agree with Philip I don't I don't think especially since in this case it's Shelby I yeah. think. I really don't think he, he just calls her "Hey you" for the first couple episodes. Um, <laughs> He's like that she one. Calls her number two. I am number one. You are number two. <laughs> You're my but, number one pain in the. Oh hi, how you doing? Um, <laughs> well, so besides you know Riker, obviously, who would go through the most change in this kind of shakeup? You know, we do have you know some other main players. Uh, you know, Crusher, where she, you know, in the end of both best of both worlds she beams onto the borg ship she sees picard you know basically moments before his death uh as there and realizes he's still alive and you know obviously that romance won't go anywhere after his death what do you mean he's but, coming back he's gonna come yeah, back next okay. season but um you know but that you know would i mean Picard's death would dramatically strike every character. And and if they if the writers took advantage of it, it wouldn't just be a oh everything's fine now, you know, two episodes later, but it would actually leave a mark on the crew uh at least through the rest of the season because we just started the season. Yeah, I almost, and again, one thing I played with was like in my my scenario where um, you know, Lucutus does come back, but like in the in the next in like season 5, they end up you know, whatever you have these cutest episodes, not like every one, but like you eventually get him rescued and that Picard comes back, you know, like uh, in, you know, maybe end of season five or season six and that he becomes like just an ambassador attached to the ship. So that way you sort of can still have that crusher Picard romance, but he's still not captain. We're really, we're, there's a thin line we're on now between making Picard the new Seven of Nine. I was just going to say, they need to put him in like a super skin tight <laughs> oh, But he could have that oh, goatee no. like he did in Future Imperfect. It would be awesome. <laughs> and he's like, I speak for the Borg. This is, no, 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 you remember this, Captain. Oh, yes, yes, sorry, sorry, yes. Uh, but when uh, I try to be human, you do not let me make those choices. <laughs> you know, uh, one one relationship that uh, maybe because at this point it was kind of towards the end, anyways, not so important. But 
you know, Wesley Crusher uh, and Picard, uh, I think would have would have impacted Wesley a great amount more. Mm-hmm. Another you dead know, father more, figure. Yeah, certainly. And um, or the you know, figure that killed his father. <laughs> Didn't kill his father necessarily. Well, responsible but, for his death. I'd say is that really file that was sealed different? for a reason. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we wouldn't have had the great first duty speech, right? And uh, you're not you know, saying Riker couldn't have given it. I don't think Riker's the speech giving kind of captain. Maybe he evolves, nah, he's more know. of the telling jokes captain. <laughs> Maybe he just yeah. does it with his trombone instead. I don't know. Have we seen a captain like Riker before? I mean, who would like? Who is Riker the most like? I don't. I mean, like I, you know, I know like when I'd say maybe Janeway. He has a lot of Janeway in him, as far as like he doesn't have the science background. No, I don't know. You know, I can. He did. I mean, if we're if you know, it's limited to comparisons. Obviously, what Kirk, you know, da 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 Picard. Uh, Janeway, Archer, did it. He of all the main captains, he reminds me probably Cisco. I mean, not really, but that's the closest I can get him to. He is Cisco. Yeah, I, I just I, Cisco is is really serious a lot of the time, and and, and well, naturally because his his you know his kind of situation yeah. demands that he be. But uh, with Jazz, you know, they both can talk uh, about that. Jazz is true, and oh, actually, we actually get the episode uh, where Riker's cooking breakfast for everybody in his quarters. Remember that one episode? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Katarian eggs. Worf yes. is, <laughs> is eating into that omelet like no business. You know. Oh like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe he is most like Cisco. That that all right? Look, you Cisco can be fun when he's talking about baseball. You know, that's like oh, Riker. I'm not saying Cisco's not fun. You know, I'm just saying like most of the time he's yeah. he likes to yell a lot. And Riker's Riker like, likes to yell know. a lot too. By the way, I've pointed that out. <laughs> well, he he, and he then, yells a lot of episodes. <laughs> Why? What? Well, no, you can't. And- and while we did get, you know, Riker interacting with Quark in that uh, in that one episode, but now he can be an emissary, and and he and the Enterprise is docked with DS Nine, and he just goes down to Quark's and he's like, "Hey, where's my uh, where's my winnings?" That's true. That because me? what happens? Well, we in, do when when Picard comes back and he's rescued, he takes command over, and because Cisco, you know, is living a happy life with his wife, uh, Riker goes take command <laughs> oh, of Deep Space Nine, oh, and it continues on. So there you go. No, you just offended point, half the Star Trek fans <laughs> in the world. At, at that point, half. Cisco would... Cisco would just be uh, first officer of the Saratoga, so it wouldn't even be a big deal. He'd be captain of Saratoga. You know, would be kind. He was a commander at the beginning of Deep Space Nine. There's no way he would be captain of Saratoga. Well, and we know that there's only one commander per ship, so he must have been (laughs) the first officer of the Saratoga. (laughs) But, um, uh, wow. What about Chief O'Brien? What about Chief O'Brien? How does he handle Picard's death? Uh, You know... I really did. He's like, well, I could have beamed him out. I had a transporter lock. I just, I was too slow. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't strong enough. Well, he, you know, he gets the crime. Favorite transporter the crime room scene. was always transporter room three. So, oh goodness. So let's see. Um, what I feel like we've left. So data. I mean, so anything with yeah. data. Well. I mean, fortunately, we've already gotten past Measure of Man, because if we hadn't, Data's kind of in a big pile of trouble. Oh, wait, so that was like when Data has lol, Riker's like, eh, that's no biggie. Well, it's cool, Data. Uh, no, I think Riker would care quite a bit, because he gets to make out with lol. So, oh, gosh. Uh, he's yes. like, I don't want to be insensitive, Data, but who's the mother? <laughs> 
you know, I don't think, I mean, you know, Data and Picard have a very special relationship, and I don't want to diminish that at all. (laughs) But Data has a very, he also has a really close relationship with Riker. It's not like, not to say that Riker would replace Picard in in that situation. You know what I mean? But, like, um, he was, he, I think he maybe considers both of them kind of like mentors and kind of, uh, you know, just you know, ugly bags of mostly water that he looks up to. <laughs> but Jordy's his only friend, so. <laughs> Jordy is his only friend, that's true. Yeah. Would you kill Jordy? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why he won't be the first officer, because the only way he could <laughs> pass his first officer test. <laughs> Are you is, saying that's why he never same, got promoted? It makes that's, sense that's now. Why, that's oh, why. Oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, see, see, Shelby had to stay the commander because if Data, when Data took the test, he had to choose to kill Jordy, and he couldn't. He couldn't do it. Not until uh, descent, and then he got commander, and then he took over the ship, and it would be okay. Um, yeah, descent yeah. would totally change. It would totally change as an episode if, at the end of the first part, when they go into the Power Rangers command center. And it's finally revealed that the head of the rogue Borg organization is not uh, is not Lore, but it's uh, Locutus. Like, imagine that. Oh. That would be a really cool kind of situation, right? That would be. That'd be heavy. Yeah, heavy this, in the future. Some, he, because he something wrong with because, the gravity <laughs> constant in 2015, yeah. Philip. Because uh, you know, Locutus was. Well, I mean, of course, all the Borg. I guess at some point were individuals, but Locutus was Picard, so that's special. Yeah. And he could be like, hey, individuality is great, guys. Like, you should just do your own thing. I man. used to be the captain of a ship once. And he oh, like God, he's off. giving the captain speech again. <laughs> so then the Borg ship that, you know, looks like it's all cobbled together is like no, no, a no. rudimentary. It looks like a cup and saucer full of tea. <laughs> no, I was going to say it looks like the Enterprise, like, but like a really, like a five-year-old drew it. You know, so it's way off proportion, and it's Dang just it, Darren. him trying He's to relive He's a Borg, his... not an engineer. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, Descent would have been different. Uh, well, Brothers is like, what, the next episode after Family, where no. Data goes crazy? and yeah, You could, but, you know, but again, it's what, would, would Riker do something different? Well, no, it's just like, now, like, Riker's like, this is my first day as, like, yeah. official Come on, captain. Data. Come on. An- another reason Data doesn't become the commander. <laughs> He's like, I was just, a- I was going to promote Data today. And he pulls <laughs> this stunt, <laughs> taking over the ship. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of would have been, the like, the biggest deal ever, right? Like, if even if it was just because of contractual issues or whatever. Like, if Star Trek had killed off their captain, like, that mm-hmm. would be so huge. Like, yeah. no I don't think we safe. can imagine. What, like, Star Trek would be, as as a, an entire property, Star Trek would be totally different nowadays. Not, no one is safe from the axe. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> we would have been killing a, a major character every other season. <laughs> By we started season, with seven, season one. Season three, the whole new we kill Picard. So, like, season five, everyone's season looking at each two, other Season two, we kill Pulaski. I mean, she didn't come back. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And season one, we ki- well, we kind of killed uh, uh, Chief Engineer... Uh, Argyle. Or, Argyle. Or did yeah. you mean Chief Engineer, um, the other guy? Or did you mean Chief yeah. Engineer, the woman? Or What's did her you name? Mean yeah. Chief Engineer, who's that? Hey, back when the ship launched... The chief engineers, like, they all thought their own thing. But then when Jordy LaForge got on scene, he cut through the crap. He got us on track. <laughs> well, 
I'll just say LaForge's an old man's fantasy. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I was just thinking of, like, Generations. Like, what, you know, Generations has its, its share of issues, but what would that be like? Like, is it would, Riker... That would become Riker the meeting all Kirk. good things, uh, or these are the voyages, with it's his, it's his <laughs> uh, flashback holodeck episode. But well, it's the like first Riker... contact would be they'd go back in time to the best of both worlds timeline. Oh. I actually, well, okay, so first contact is like crazy to think about because we're like already six years separated from that at this point. But like, or kill so the cutest. So who knows what would have happened, right? But I just imagine instead of the Borg Queen being assimilated, you have Picard's head mm. coming down. Oh. And like, what would that mean? What would movie look well, like? And, and his torso is like so. super ripped and like awesome <laughs> <looking>. <laughs> You mean like movie Picard? <laughs> He's like, this is movie Borg Picard. <laughs> But how? I mean, that would wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be kind of cool if like we, if even if like maybe we got him once in the in the series after that, or maybe not at all, and then all of a sudden it's like Locutus is back, and well, like, I think that's the or, promo. Or what about this? Uh, inst- I mean, I like that idea, but what if, as we're as we're interjecting, you know, things into different episodes? What if instead of this Picard or this uh, first contact switch up? What about I Borg? Uh, what if the rogue Borg? I mean, again, like that's it's like we're putting Picard everywhere. But if that was Picard, and now Riker again has to choose to kill him again, you know, like, to like kill if, the Borg. What if Luke? I don't know. And I could still see because I was looking through the season four episodes, and I really didn't see that many things like that. You could still do every episode. Like I didn't see. I mean, other than Cupid, right? That's hard to do. But right. um, like you could still do a Q. But that's my question: How do you do Q, Riker? Well, um, it could, it's Q, and he's making him choose between uh, Shelby and Troy. Oh, Lordy. Uh, <laughs> and Roe. Let's just throw that in there. She's not there yet, but sure. Um, yeah. Why not? I mean, well, the first I thing Riker it... discovers is he finds Picard's secret uh, panels that indicate who the ensign at, uh, the, at the pilot seat is. You know, he's like, wait. He had these here the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I just like I always had to walk up behind them, put my leg up, and like glance over at, at their, their name you know, tag, at their like... login screen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to suggest, and I don't, I to you know, with, not to speak for both of you, but I assume you feel the same way that any of us would want this potential scenario to happen. Like we want Patrick Stewart. No, yeah, we definitely. This is but, a big what if. But. That's right, because he could still be on the show. Yes, yeah, Sir Patrick is essential <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> well i mean because philip you did say you were like oh i was looking at season four and it's like we don't need patrick stewart at all he does he could just totally be gone and it would not be a big deal i just want to suggest that we all don't think that patrick stewart is is important because because i love you patrick stewart <laughs> <laughs> no for those no, who yeah. can't see right now daniel is holding up his clay model of the card that he made um he's tucking it in the crook of his arm and saying i'll be on the bridge <laughs> i mean th- that skin is really lumpy though but um okay but i think i see what your point is is philip is you know obviously a lot of picard centric episodes didn't really come till later uh that we really family, got more obviously yeah yeah family they put them through so much in the uh you know the pilot of the season i guess they had to back off a bit but um now but and don't do I mean because I, I feel like and I don't know how how y'all feel about Riker um I mean I know we've talked about him forever but like you know 
we really don't know that much about I mean, okay i'll just say this i don't feel like i know that much about him like you know yeah i have details i have his personality but i think he he didn't always shine through as much and so now that this is theoretically going to be a, a Riker show i mean to an extent that it, i mean it's an ensemble i know that but like i feel like it'd be interesting because I, I feel like i would learn more about Riker. Oh yeah, I mean obviously as the as the captain, you know, you instantly want to learn more and and it's although it's it's strange because I mean even in this whole experiment as we're thinking well what would Riker do? But if this was actually to happen, you know, the fans would have nothing to compare it to because they wouldn't have experienced, you know, Captain Only the second second piece of Star Trek on TV ever. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You, you know, I, I don't know, like uh, so it's it's funny you say that. To me, Riker is like the most relatable, the most real person on TNG. To me, he feels like the most complete as a person kind of character. Like I look at Picard as he's a lar- he's a he's kind of mythical. He's larger than life. He's kind of he's like morally pure and this just kind of champion of righteousness and like I arms raised in victory. <laughs> <laughs> And I love his character for that, and that he's he's my favorite captain because of it. And I and I think that, you know, occasionally in history we get these 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 legends and these people who are super awesome people, and and I think that's what he is for Star Trek, and that makes sense to me. Uh, but when I watch the show and I see Riker, I see a real guy, a guy who who is in the twenty fourth century, but is he's having fun, he's having a good time, and he makes he he's a lot more jokes. Kirkish. Well, I don't even. It's not about him being like Kirk. It's just that he's just he comes off to me as just some guy. Like you could meet, you could, you could at have a bar. A, sit down and have an ale with him. Yeah, maybe even sing totally a song. Could. Ales for everyone. On <laughs> <laughs> cheer up, my lads, just a glory <laughs> Well, it makes me think, Daniel, of the, uh, the I think it's Data's Day where he's writing that letter to Commander Maddox. And, you know, kind of, we didn't read the PS at the end where he's like, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not still not joining your, uh, okay. <laughs> you're still not ready. <laughs> you can, you, but, uh, but no, he talks about Riker and he says, you know, Riker's style is thus. And, you know, I often find he, you know, operates this way and, you know, yeah, it's, that's very true in his character. And does he change as captain? I mean, you wouldn't think he would. But it'd be just an interesting question. But you, but you would, I mean, but you would expect him to, and and that would be the interesting kind of dramatic choices that the writers would have to make at that point, right? Like he would, he would have to shift in some way. He would have to become something a little bit different than what he was, uh, and and kind of change. You know, I was I was thinking like, gee, I wonder what his ready room would look like, and I'm like, all I have to do is watch the the, the episode <laughs> Future Imperfect, and I know exactly yeah. what his ready room would look like. So, um. And, you know, one thing I was thinking about when, I, you know, you mentioned Janeway, like to me, because Shelby is new, to me, it would be a little bit like Voyager where, and again, not, not here to smack Voyager, um, where like Janeway Chakotay, you know, didn't, you know, Janeway usually would rely on Tuvok more or, well, in later seasons, you know, Seven and stuff like that. But like to me, I think that'd be Riker. Like I think he, you would see him more with Data trying mm. to figure out a problem or maybe even Worf. You know, to a certain extent, because they have that own yes. relationship. Worf. <laughs> yes, that's the well, answer. I mean, he wouldn't Wolf go would to, help us. He wouldn't. He wouldn't go to Deep Space Nine at that point, right? We've already established that. So, well, maybe if he got promoted under the Riker administration. <laughs> <laughs> well, and another thing we we hadn't mentioned yet is, don't we kind of see a little bit of this in um, 
in parallels uh, because isn't one of the parallels that Worf journeys to where Captain Picard is dead and Riker is is yeah, in command. The main one. Yeah. That's yeah. that's crazy yeah. hobo Riker, and that's a little. Was that crazy hobo Riker? I no, thought no, that he's was kidding. It's both. Yeah, because I mean, in that one, the Borg have taken over everything. But uh, you know, I thought there was one he he no, spent time with. Yeah, he did. He did. But right. like to me, parallels like. It to me it, it I don't know if it's trying to say this, but it, this, to me this is what it says. Parallel says like the majority of the time, you know, you do like however you know the thought experiment, you know, you do this so many times and eight out of ten times, eight out of ten times Picard dies. Like in those realities, yeah. Riker is in command in most of those. That's true. This this whole episode is taking place in one of Worf's parallel dimensions. <laughs> At the end, we'll get too close to Jordy and snap back into our real time frame. Aaron. Jordy is dead. Oh no, we're stuck. <laughs> no, somebody's getting promoted, guys. <laughs> so, so, does anything change for Jordy? I think we talked about everyone except him. Somebody, yeah, know. I I left a blank on him because I was trying to think. Well, he's already been promoted to you know chief engineer, and I'm trying to think. He doesn't really have too many you know Captain Picard moments you know coming up. Uh, <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> but, again, the only thing that would change is if, for some reason, you know, if Shelby was gone and other people were promoted, uh, you know, but... If every single person on that ship gets promoted, then, and only then... Hey, will he's been LaFord. on the fast track. I mean, he, he he's, what, the most promoted bridge officer yes. in Next Gen? Or Star Trek in general. In Star Trek in general, yeah. I mean... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he, you know, raises to the ranks. I don't know. It's, again, maybe you could add a little bit more, like you were saying, Philip, in his, uh, uh, in your Best of Both Worlds Part 2, where the, you know, with the Battle Bridge and with all of that and them, you know, it makes me think of, like, the the episodes of DS9 where the Cardassians have retaken the station and they're, you know, guerrilla warfare fighting. Same thing, but on the, on the, on the, uh, uh, on the star drive section of I mean, the wrong. enterprise. Yeah. Bruh, Moogie. Um, not, but yeah, I can't, I, can I can't really think a lot for Jordy. Now all I can hear is Rom going like, of course I broke the cloaking device. Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, it's, I basically, yeah, what we've determined now is if Picard were to die, it pretty much would only devastate Riker's world and everyone else would pretty much be okay. <laughs> okay, except for this this, this this fantasy, this old man's fantasy that Daniel has, Ugh. that Shelby Ugh. would be in command. Well, it also says something for him as a character, right? I mean, up to those, especially in the early seasons, up to, up to the end of season three, he he purposefully Picard keeps his distance from his from his officers, so they may not be personally devastated. It would certainly affect what we understand as a timeline, but it, it uh, you know maybe it wouldn't affect every single member of the crew like on like on a devastatingly emotional level. But uh, you know that's that's consistent with what we know with Picard. Picard is he's the captain. He is. I don't play poker with you people. I just, you know, I I play with my fish. I don't like Oh, you. what if Riker doesn't have to get to play poker anymore? What if he isolates right, himself? Now. 
Yeah, I think he still would. I know. I think he would. Well, Deanna, like, goes to <laughs> and him. And they'd always says, let him win. Deanna goes to him and is like, it's inappropriate for the captain to play <laughs> poker. In fact, you he, know what, Diana? I'm transferring you to a different ship because, yeah, that scene in Best Both Worlds Part 1 where she basically, like, calls him on the carpet, like, and he basically stops, takes a step back, and says, Shelby will be leading the, uh, and everyone around him is going, yeah, you basically just got cold. And, yeah. <laughs> Data could open his mouth and make the whipping noise if he really wanted to. And then he goes, yes! <laughs> and then Riker, all Riker's thinking of uh, is, uh, is Imzadi, you could have told me all this inside my mind, not speaking out to anyone, but no, you had to had to tell everyone. Are you saying that he po- pulls Troy inside his ready room and they have the Data Wharf speech? <laughs> I don't recall you-, you ever telling Jean-Luc. You can't go on away missions. <laughs> if you want to tell me something, you use our psychic bond to speak into my mind directly. I'm sorry that I ruined our complex and really nobody oh, understands relationship. Seriously, uh, yes. Yeah, so now he has the the uh, data of wharf speech. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, as as much as we want to talk about the other characters, this really became the uh, what would Riker do uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> but that's good. I mean, he's a really good character, and and definitely as we've as we've shown would be affected the most by Captain Picard's death. Uh, he'd grow his beard out to epic proportions, and. Uh, you know, Troy's just like, "Hun, you gotta, you gotta shave the beard down." No, I will not shave this until he is back. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so this is like the uh, the solidarity beard during the strike. Riker will keep growing it until the car finds a way home. This is why he's so ragged in parallels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Borg are everywhere. My beard is crazy. <laughs> we have no razors. <laughs> The replicators are down. I can't get a good shave. I fired Mott. Actually, I shot him. You know. <laughs> but, well, talking about uh, Captain Picard's death and Ca- uh, Captain Riker's rise to power is not the only thing we're talking about here on Trek FM this week. Here's a look at what you might have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. Because it's it's actually legitimately trying to say something. Yes, very Star Trek. It may be the most Star Trek of all Star Trek. Yeah, it's definitely what I would point to as being, this is what science fiction is about. Earl Grey. Kovac will tell us to experience Bige sometimes, in which case we will draw the Bige card, Klingon word for pain. Is so, it birthday? It is, it is. It, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. To the journey! That's the one thing we could take from Homecoming is, like, paragraph one, Chakotay and Seven break up. That's for real. Yeah, they that shake happened. hands and go, hey, it's been fun. It's been nice. Thanks for the picture. Eh, see ya. Commentary, Trek stars. Fair At this enough. point, like, they could say, yeah, why not? Star Wars crossover. I would, I would essentially say, fine. Both franchises are dead. Let's just sew them together and see what happens. Melodic Treks. One of the most well-thought-out alien races that you only see in one episode. Yeah, and the music is, is it's menacing without being over-menacing, if that makes yeah. sense. Axonar, the official podcast. I think Justin Lin is a, is a fascinating choice to direct because the Fast and the Furious movies, even though, yeah, they're action-adventure, road race, 
movies are really about a family. The 602 Club. That's really cool, though. I mean, I, I think that is uh, a fantastic way to get to see just about any movie is, is kind of being able to watch it through a kid's eyes. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So you can check out all these shows and get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zune, or you can stream from the website. Basically, you can find them anywhere. Just visit trek.fm slash pd for podcast directory to get all the links. And if you would like to contact us to share your thoughts on today's show, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose send to show and, of course, select Earl Grey. These messages will be emailed to the three of us personally. Finally, in social media, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm and on Twitter under username trek.fm. Our new listener discussion group is called The Babel Conference, found by typing The Babel Conference, of course, in the Facebook search field, so you can find us there. Please support our sponsor, Audible.com, who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek FM. And lastly, there's one more way you can directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting www.patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all of our great content. So please become a Trek FM patron and visit www.patreon.com slash trekfm today. As we got some feedback messaged to us across the stars from Drew R. in Dayton, Ohio, he has some great feedback for us just about our Nemesis episode with a little more information on uh, Stuart Bird and you know just how some of those people came and rose to power. So we thank you, Drew, for a little bit more feedback. Uh, he says he likes the show, has such wonderful episodes, uh, but we definitely found another great Nemesis fan. So those are always, always fun to find. Another? I thought it was just one. Like, isn't he the one? Stop it. <laughs> He and Daniel. Daniel, if you want to talk to people... So, Daniel, if people want to talk to you about your epic Shelby fanfic for uh, leading off into Best of Both Worlds Part 2, where would they find you? Uh, they can find me at Shelby number one fan... Oh, no, that's not true, actually. Uh, oh, that's the number one, number one. Not the word. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, they can find me at One Up Dan, and that is the number one, not the word. And Philip, if someone wants to read your eight-page summary of the new Best of Both Worlds Part Two, where would they find you? And I do all the voices, of course. Um, not many for Shelby because she doesn't last long. Um, they can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, my handle there is NC Public Servant. That's NC 
for no character of Shelby. <laughs> for not Commander. <laughs> <laughs> and if they want to talk to me about, uh, you know, that positronic ceiling and why Data, and especially a Forge, is just not getting promoted in this scenario, and how this is all a giant parallels flashback, they can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-E-I-F-I. Oh, guys, I'm going to start writing this down and uh, getting it to Paramount because uh, apparently, you know, you know, if we're going to make a new Star Trek series, why not just get the old cast back together? I mean, what could possibly go wrong? And then when he's done doing it to Paramount, I'll resell the envelope and send it to CBS, who actually owns it. Hey, I purposely don't want it to get made. Thus, I'm sending it to Paramount. Send it to Fox. It'll get canceled after one season. Oh, don't 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 get me started. Don't get me started. ABC, Fox, no one, no one has sci-fi. Like the History Channel has more sci-fi than uh, <laughs> than network television. Live long and prosper. Endgame. Make it so. Fire. Fire.